Welcome to Broken, a fortnightly podcast series discussing the ills of society. I'm Ramses Javier Castell, moderator and executive producer of Ramspeaks. This episode is available here at Manifesto, the Ramspeaks podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. It's also available on YouTube as a podcasting video, on the Ramspeaks Facebook page, and at the Ramspeaks website, ramspeaksofficial.wordpress.com. In this episode, we will discuss how politics is already becoming more participatory than usual and how it breaks society apart. Before I start, allow me to categorically state that Ram Speaks maintains a stance of critical neutrality. That means we will not be endorsing any candidate for the 2022 national and local elections here in the Philippines. My personal perspectives do not reflect that of Ram Speaks as a platform. Every few years or so, we tend to see our nation divided across political lines, who we support to lead our country, city, and community. Through electoral process, people improve their participatory politics to a level where their convictions decide their candidates for the polls. More often than not, though, these people tend to stick with personalities, those who have the best dancers on stage, the best name recall, and even those who can sing, as if the election period is some sort of a reality talent show rather than an exercise of popular will. Historically, it can be justified as this. The early Filipinos, then clustered into smaller polities, would decide as to who would become their datu, or village chief, by determining who among the prospective candidates was wiser, braver, richer, or more charismatic. For them, they can only choose from among the nobility, and only rarely from outside this group. When the Spaniards came, the colonizers installed these nobilities to be the governing functionaries of their communities for the governor-general in Manila, in which they became the Cabeza de Barangay, or village head, and Gobernadorcillo, roughly translated to little governor. Their patronage has instilled in the minds of the ordinary folk to the point that it is sometimes deemed that only those with aristocratic roots can take part in politics. Several politicians and political leaders are descended from these families, which in turn has also inherited public patronage for them. If any, there are other self-made politicians who, by chance, promotion, favor, or hard work, became respected in their own right. In any which way, these politicians have banked on public support to sustain their political power. We recall campaign slogans targeted at the common people who live in economic distress. Taglines like, insert candidate's name here for the poor, from the masses, for the masses, and for the fringes of society. Some would bank on building a national utopia, such as make our country great again, 
and the Rise Philippines. It has been a common comical skit among politicians to claim to be the solution to national problems or to resort to celebrity endorsement and, more recently, viral social media engagements. Political parties, too, have lost its ideological touch. In other countries, parties represent a specific ideological line. Here in the Philippines, these parties serve primarily as vehicles of politicians. During the revolutionary period, there are factions in the Katipunan, the Philippine Revolutionary Movement, who do not side with the fate of the country, but they are rather aligned with their loyalties with the individuals, specifically the leaders Andres Bonifacio, then the Supreme Leader, and Emilio Aguinaldo, then the Cavite Provincial Leader. In the American era, the Philippine Independence Movement has also sided with leaders, particularly Manuel Quezon and Sergio Osmeña. The post-independence party structure has also been a result of personality politics. The Liberal Party was born out of a political desire to also run for the presidency in 1946, when the Nacionalistas were split between Osmeña and Manuel Rojas supporters each one accusing the other. Other political leaders decided to form their parties as well to serve as their political vehicles. It is also more or less commonplace for a party's rejected candidate to jump ship to another party to run for office and for the legislators to literally switch allegiances to the winning party. From 1935 to 1986, it can be safely deduced that all of them, each and every single president, one way or another, simply came from a single party, that of the Nacionalista Party. Then we look at regional alliances and even allegiances. Going back to Bonifacio and Aguinaldo, Aguinaldo's Magdalo was based in Cavite, which happens to be Aguinaldo's turf. Also, if we consider bailiwicks, we can see powerful political families. The Marcoses in Ilocandia, the Dutertes in Davao, the Angaras in Quezon, and the Gachalians in Valenzuela, among all others. These political clans would govern or place their preferred candidates in positions. They can claim to be elected by the people, but it still harks the political climate by the ancient Filipinos. Worse, we now see a rising trend of politics, that of hatred and animosity. Supporters would jeer and mock opposing candidates, and some have even done that behavior more than once most recently being Action Democratico's Francisco Domagoso with his constant remarks against other politicians. Color politics has also been an avenue for constant social media bashing, be they yellow, red, green, or in recent memory, pink. 
we see supporters asking others to respect their post, but they heavily make fun of other candidates. There are others who would do copy-paste just to fit in and ride in the political bandwagon. And then there are people who would resort to trolling, to fake news, and even misinformation just to get their message across. Little do they realize that this very colorful election system, no matter how promising, loud, and jolly as it seems, divert us from the reality that there is much more work to be done. It falls on us, the electorate, to decide which candidate deserves the vote. The only way for us to move forward is to eliminate the identity and personality politics and to take all the candidates without their surname, but rather define them by their deed, their ideals, and their sincerity. Then and only then can we fix, as a nation, a society that is broken. Before I let go, I would like to encourage everyone to join me in my personal page, RamesisCasten at facebook.com forward slash official. This page consists of sudden thoughts and personal perspectives on anything and everything. Please stay tuned as we may have guests who are candidates in the 2022 national elections as part of Ram Speaks Decision 2022 special coverage. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode of Broken. For more podcasts and content, feel free to visit Manifesto, the Ram Speaks podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, so try to give a listen. Also, we're available on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Ram Speaks, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ram Speaks Official, and on our WordPress site at ramspeaksofficial.wordpress.com Till next time!